I'm not kidding you. I got a text message from my mom. Mm-hmm. I might have already told you this. I, I got a text Still message from my mom that was a link to Robin Hood. It was like, hey, join my you know, join Robin Hood and each of us will get a free stock worth up to $150. It was, you know, it was a it was a join code or whatever. Great. But you get it from your like from your like 53-year-old mom who was always like kind of like turn your nose up at your crypto thing. Mm-hmm. Or even really never asked. My dad was always interested. My mom was like, oh, whatever. When my mom sends me that, and Robinhood, you buy stocks on too, of course. Yeah. But I just, I looked at the text message. I thought for a second. And then I said, mom, did you buy crypto? And she goes, yes, LOL. I bought Ethereum. What do I do with it? And that's when I should have sold all my Bitcoin. <laughs> 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 Because I wasn't here last week, so you could turn it down. Or was I here last week? I was here last week. Like here, here? Yeah. Yeah. Was you here. and me. Chit chat. Yeah. Well, not physically here. That's no. why. Did we have a podcast last yeah. week? Yeah. <laughs> what did we talk about? We were, we were, you were home and I was here and was we were I just home? talking about taking time off and how that went for us. Where was I? You were at Brandy's. You had that little nook in what felt like the basement. Oh, no, that's that's at my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's my room. That's your spot? Yeah, that's my spot. I like that. It's a nice spot. You found a little 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 corner, a little nook, as they say, a little cranny. <laughs> oh, thoughts on your coffee. <laughs> Tell us about what's in your oh, mug, Oh, no, I immediately regret this decision. Uh, what is in our mug? It's Guatemalan coffee. Ugh. It is. We are thankfully <laughs> drinking coffee that is uh, roasted by one family, gifted to another, and yet regifted to a third in a long chain of uh, direct trades to reach our mugs. <laughs> yeah. So this coffee was gifted to me by my mother-in-law, who. Uh, was gifted this coffee by a friend or neighbor of hers whose uh, family member lives and works in Guatemala. Uh-huh. And uh, they sent this coffee up. What she didn't mention was that um, she was white elephant gifted this. Big time. Yeah, this was not the gift that she chose. Well, so here's the thing. The there was that chose her. <laughs> There was an interesting amount of honesty here. The um, the friend of my mother-in-law's said, and you'll get a kick out of this. She said, yeah, you know, it was gifted to me and it's okay, but it's just a little too light for me. I don't really like it. <laughs> 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 what? Oh, news for you, lady. <laughs> There's nothing light about this coffee, dude. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much water you put on that. <laughs> this is not a light coffee. She probably curated it, dude. What is she dude. drinking? Folgers Extra Dark? I don't know. <laughs> Man, I'm. <laughs> here's the thing. You and I have talked about there is such a thing, of course, as good dark roast coffee. Oh, yeah. You can make a dark roasted coffee taste really great. This ain't it, chief. Yeah, but like, let me formulate this correctly so that I don't 
just sound elitist, but there is like an elitist undertone to what I'm about to say, right? Yeah. Like I, okay. When I started at crew, I was, I was quote unquote, a dark roast guy. You were, I was, and this is three, four years ago. You liked death wish. If I don't, if I recall correctly, back in the day for sure, dude, you know what coffee was to me? It was, it was an experience and it was a time of day more than it was a flavor experience which you know? i think a lot of people like, can yeah probably like i had my books i had my with. coffee yes i had my spot even i had like a table that mm. i sat at specifically if i didn't have that table sometimes i'd actually like internally throw a little fit but you do the dexter's laboratory thing yeah jump up and down yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. um but like i've learned so much about coffee right and experienced so many coffees and had such now a versatile experience mm-hmm. that in my mind, I'm relatively convinced that you can't have such a wide array of experiences and come out of that saying, I appreciate my coffee to taste burnt. Yeah. Unless you're someone who's like, if you're the same person who's like, you're like, yeah, I know that the bag of fries says like put it in there for 20 minutes, but put them in for like 35. You know, like if you're that person, like go ahead. Yeah. Burn everything, man. Enjoy it. Yeah. Carbon is your thing. Yeah. You know? We like, get it. Yeah. You like carbon. I, that's awesome. Good yeah. for you. Um, but like ultimately the, <laughs> the perception of coffee that has brought us to this juncture and to not even juncture to transitional period where there are people who are coming into a more privileged coffee era, right? Like we, we are, we are lucky a more, let me put this a more fortunate coffee era. We are lucky. There's a lot of micro groceries. I mean, I can only imagine how like some of the guys who were like just getting into craft brewing and like the early two thousands felt, you know, like, right. And craft beer has come. It there's a similar arc, you know. It they've traveled that, and like, yeah, there's an elitist undertone to saying things like dark roast for the most part is not that good. Yeah, but saying it's not that good and saying that it's not worth your time at all are two very different things. And when when I have a dark roast like this, I'm grateful for the coffee experience. That doesn't mean that I like the experience itself you know yeah like sometimes you get off a roller coaster and you're like i know that i don't care for that roller coaster however that was fun i'm glad i got to do that you know like so right now glad we're having the experience that doesn't mean i like the coffee i don't have you know like i'm glad people are in coffee yeah that should go without saying though like i i don't have to make the disclaimer every time i talk about a negative side of coffee that you know, there's all the positive things of coffee that I already know exist and say on a weekly basis anyway. Let me say this. So one of the uh, one of the things I've learned recently from... And I'm still drinking it. I am Keep too. One, one of the things I learned recently from James Hoffman is like uh, he, he, he actually did a, a dedicated video about dark roasted coffee and like kind of tips on how to brew it so that you get the best out of it. So yeah. that you don't enhance the the carbon flavor. Well, that and you did a note. little bit of that up upstairs I did. just now. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm getting at is I kind of, I took all of the best bits and pieces of knowledge of mm-hmm. brewing dark roast that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even, <laughs> I even added a little bit of bypass water to really just kind of like 
just thin it out a little bit because yeah. you know how dark roasted coffee can come out feeling very sludgy. The mouthfeel is too intense. So I like yeah. to water it down a little bit. And even still, even still, it still tastes almost identical to the Folgers that uh, I brew at work for people. I don't even brew it. I, I, you know how like, I bring that coffee in yeah. and people drink that. That's what they prefer. They put money in the bucket. I go buy the Folgers. They brew it. Every once yeah. in a while, if I'm running low on coffee or I forget coffee and I want it, I'll drink that Folgers mm -hmm. and I won't enjoy it. And that's exactly what's happening here. And the fucking, the profile is exactly the same. Yeah. So where, what I'm getting at is that a lot of times... I would argue even most of the time, you roast a coffee dark enough, you are taking away all of the things that make it unique, yeah. and you are blunting it with the flavor that's familiar to a lot of people. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, when you look at coffee roasting, there's a curve, you know, and uh, somewhere along that bell curve when you're roasting is where your roast tastes optimal right you yeah. know like somewhere along like and you're hoping that it's the end like you're but that that's more of like a proper roast curve but i'm saying like there's an actual bell curve of like coffee and like how long it's you know spent in storage versus you know how dark it was roasted and then also how long you've stored it for and allowed it to degas before you drink it like there's a lot of factors that go into it that like I think a lot of people still just don't know. And it's because what we're experiencing, like the, the quote unquote third wave is still relatively new. Like it's just become popularized in the past couple of years. It has. And so we still, we're, we're in a period of group learning and individual learning. And some individuals are learning more than the group. Right. Yeah. And some groups are kind of picking areas and like sticking with that for a little bit and really exploring that territory. That's not a horrible thing. Mm. But like at the same time, like, yeah, like every now and then people give me dark roast coffee and I'm, I've just like, I'm like, thank you. Yeah. It, yeah. I, it's, it's the same thank you as like when someone like shakes your hand and you're like, you're actually genuinely happy to meet them, but you can't tell if that was sweat or if they just washed their hands or if maybe like they didn't wash their hands and then you have to worry about whose hand you just shook. You know, it's that moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're like, you're like, thank you. Nice. Okay. I can't <laughs> okay. I can't believe you just compared drinking dark roast coffee to shaking the hand of to somebody who potentially may be pissed on their hands. <laughs> I mean it's an apt like I, that moment I, it's right. is what I'm it, comparing I mean, it's, it to. You're like, yes, it's thank apt, you. yeah. Nice. All right, I'm gonna tr I wanna transition <laughs> <are> this. <laughs> I wanna transition this very smoothly into roasting coffee in general. Okay. Because it's kind of something that that has been on the forefront of what we're working on. Uh, Edward piss hands. I don't know. That's Edward what. piss hands. Oh, All right. <laughs> so we so coffee <laughs> roasting is sort of a is a new thing for both of us, uh -huh. right? You have a little bit of experience in roasting over the span of you know the the time that you were with crew. Dude, we're at the point where like I'm comfortable saying like we're the same. Yeah. Now, <laughs> like you and I, we we've you you have like you've roasted. And experienced everything that I've experienced as I've roasted, right? So we're here. We are. We're on the same page. Yeah, I just want to. I just wanted to maybe take an opportunity for us to kind Talk of about roasting. I want to reflect on sort of this process, where we're at, yeah, how we've been feeling about it, what we're excited for. Yeah. Um, I want to start with kind of back in back in the clock up a little bit to the moment where we had. <laughs> 
and we'll touch on this because we've already touched on it in another episode, but we had this opportunity to buy a small roaster. Mm-hmm. Took and, it. And yes, and there was, there, we didn't even, did we even think about it? No. We did not think about mm-hmm. it. We were having a conversation with Ron from mm-hmm. Stax, and Ron is chatting with us about stuff, and he goes, hey, by the way, totally, yeah, he's like yeah. totally out of the blue. I've got this, I've got this, no, he literally just said, by the way, you guys want to buy a roaster? And we yep. were like, yep. yeah, yeah, we do. Why? <laughs> yeah. We, we didn't ask how big it was. Nope. We didn't ask what it was, nope. how old it was, nope. where it was. Mm-hmm. We just said, no, we want it. Mm-hmm. And upon hearing more information about it, we took it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's now sitting at Knockabout Roasters yep. being converted to propane fuel from natural yes. gas. And hopefully within the next week or two, we'll have an operating roaster. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool. Um, that was a really cool negotiation tactic we used. I think that there's a little there's a little nugget of wisdom there. That looking back on, I thought, wow. Which is that you don't have to do everything like the cut and dry like business yeah. business. You know. Like I will rent out a place thing. Like if you have friends well, I think in the, we were in- just following our one of our principles of like collaboration. Yeah, right. <laughs> it sounds simple, like- but sometimes I, I don't think you know. Prior to doing this work, I don't think I would have thought like that. It made sense for me to like reach out to a friend who already had a roaster, yeah, and had his own space, and be like, hey. Um, can I take my thing and put it in your space and figure out how that helps them as well mm. and how it helps Nick by the way for anybody listening is that he has <clears> a sample <throat> roaster now he has a sample roaster yeah. right now he's only got like a five or six or seven kilogram roaster it's mm. giant for I mean for us you can't like, sample roast on it no you have to do a full like I think it's uh, eight and a half pounds at a time yeah and that's a lot to waste right if you, you don't want to do up, that no no yeah, yeah. thoughts I mean, I I love that whole process. And I think a lot of it has been like, you know, it's like cars and traffic, you know, like there's there's like a yellow light, a red light, and then a green light. And like that's that's what was kind of going on for a little bit. And we're finally getting to a place where a decision that we made kind of randomly at the beginning of this year is coming to fruition. Yeah. And like that's that's all that I have on that right now because the next the next thing that we have to do is go, okay, cool. Well, now we have to dedicate time to, to practicing space, to dialing in the roaster, understanding how it works. Yeah. Which sample I, roasting, which I enjoy because that to me sounds like a nice, like m- that sounds like a nice problem solving situation where what we're doing, like an equation where what we're doing is we're, we're basically going to be saying, all right, cool. We're still working full time. Yep. How do we be, how do we do the part-time part-time like we do? Yeah. And maximize the part-time part of that, you know, like how do we maximize the time that we spend to get the most out of it? How do we make it most dense? Right. You know, Yeah. I think part of it is going to be, um, I think part of it's going to be documenting that journey, mm-hmm. whether it's just with little video clips, some photos, because every every time that we're in there, we're a, another gear is turning. Yeah. We're getting a little bit further along in our in this like journey that we're on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, because to me, I, I think the value in, like you've said, watching us grow mm-hmm. is probably equal to the value of like just saying like, we've got coffee now, like here's some coffee you want, like we've got this coffee and it's really special and here's why it's special. Like we're not mm-hmm. just, you know, I'm not saying that we, we're just going to throw some beans out there and say, you know, enjoy. But mm. I think the lead up to it is as exciting as the release itself, right? Um, you know how I am. I'm more like I'll play it like super, super cool until we've done something with it, and then I'll be super excited. That's true. That's yeah, how I, am. I don't get excited until it's performance time. You know. Yes, but yeah. sometimes you do have to. Pre- you have to prepare for performance time. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. You there is there's not only dress rehearsal but all of the script reading leading up to that. Which oh yeah. Means, well, no, what I'm saying is I'm poker face. Okay. Up until that, yeah. Very um, calm. For instance, focused. my script reading lately has been um, reading about roasting, of course, right? Mm-hmm. But also, I have about I have seven green samples coming in. Mm-hmm. I've got three from Unblended, two from yes. another place, and two from an uh, another still place. Mm-hmm. I've got origins i have differing origins i have differing processes and what i'm trying to do is it's funny like learn at the same time as uh, experiment yeah and i know like they're very hand in hand but one is like i'm learning how to roast coffee like just straight up like Mm -hmm. learn how to roast coffee but i'm also learning what i like and how i want to express how i want us to express our brand Mm. And I, we've got a couple of different projects going on. So it's just really interesting to see how all of this, all these cards are going to kind of come out or mm. how all of these dominoes are going to fall is really mm-hmm. the analogy that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's um, the the way that I was thinking about it as you were talking just now is like you have classes in like your, your proper higher ed um, science classes. You have regular class and then you got the lab. Yeah. Right. You know, and your your hope is that you produce something worthwhile mm-hmm. at the end of the semester, a, a, a thesis, so to say. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I think you're I think you're onto something when it comes to figuring out how we're going to structure our time because time has been real, real tight lately. Oh, yeah. How we're going to get the you know the back end work done and have time for the lab, yeah. right? Dude, my, <laughs> May sucked. May did suck. Tell yeah, me about like, that. May sucked, dude. Like, that's that's really what's going on there. It's not like we're just like every week, like you know, playing video games and telling each other like we can't do stuff. Like, of course, we, we haven't yeah. had time for that. Like, no, May sucked. My my mom had a procedure. You know, my girlfriend had surgery. Like, her dad is visiting and lost her daughter's cat like on top of that i'm switching into you know a job and was attempting to like narrow down two schedules and make them work yeah and one of the businesses is very kind of like all right well you know let's see what works And i'm like no i need you to agree to something that works and the other one was like here's what we need and then i'm like all right cool but i also need to like get these guys to agree to something so that i can 
create a concrete schedule over here. And it was, it was a lot of me working with two separate entities to make something that works for me because they thought it was a nice deal to have me come on board as a production manager for both spaces. And then they were like, cool, we did it. You're a production manager of both spaces. And I was like, we haven't done it yet. Yeah. I don't have a schedule. And, you know, so like, yeah. I finally just this morning and even there was a conflict of schedule this morning and like I had I got like a nasty message about it but like I was just like sorry this is this is part of working out the kinks like yeah. this this is where we're at and I did I did everything that I can and I didn't succeed on this part today but I have work to do now mm-hmm. so I'm going to go do that cuz yeah. like you got to get it done and like ultimately I think in the long run it's going to be a better schedule because I'll have like a floating day off and then I have Sundays and Sundays like we do stuff. Yeah. Typically every Sunday we're doing something. Yeah, right. Yeah. But that's, I like that. I know? love that. Yeah. Yeah. So we can make weekends work and we've been yeah. flexibles, uh, flexibles. We've been flexi- flexible with what we're doing. And I'm still drinking it. I can't believe you're still drinking the dark roast. Ah, uh, no, cause okay. I haven't touched it and you know what? I don't need more caffeine. It's and- starting to just taste like a cigar. <laughs> but lots of lots of tobacco some burning right mm-hmm. yeah no may was crazy may sucked yeah may sucked and like we're still transitioning out of the mass period and like we don't have to just recap all the stuff that's going on in the world but may is like a huge adjustment period right now and maybe mercury's in gatorade or something who knows in like gatorade uh, <laughs> <yeah>, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whatever it is but like you know this past weekend we you you had a nice mental health weekend i've been doing a lot like almost i don't want to say too much but i've been pushing it with the mental health thing yeah i've been uh instead of like you know a lot of places like a lot of workplaces you go like hey um you know three weeks from now i need three hours off so i can go fucking vote or something yeah which is ridiculous a ridiculous thought that you have to like take time off for like ridiculous things you know it's that's my, I have commentary about the American work economy. That, that, that's not for this con, this podcast. But like mm-hmm. in general, uh, you're able to go like, yeah, you know, I got a doctor's appointment. I got this thing a few weeks from now. Mm-hmm. But like I have been pushing it more at my workplace where I go like, it's like Thursday afternoon. This happened to me um, this week. It was Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I was fried. I had nothing left to give and I had like, I'm getting kind of summer brain. Like it's beautiful out. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about all the things, all of the life that I want to experience. Yeah. All of the ways that I can make my body happy by walking, running and, and breathing fresh air. And, and so on Thursday afternoon, I said, sent out an email to my organization and said, Hey, uh, I'm going to be out tomorrow and I will see y'all on Monday. Mm. And usually, I mean, no, no real problem with that. You know, my manager is fine with it. <clears throat> he doesn't even really give me a hard time about that stuff. It was like coworkers mm-hmm. who were just like, hey, so you're out Friday, everything okay? And I was just oh, like, wow. yeah, yeah, totally. I just, you know, and I was honest, I was like, you know, yeah, Thursday afternoon, I was just feeling fried and I, it's summer and I wanted to take a nice day off. And they're like, <laughs> oh, you're funny. I'm like, what? Well, okay. Let's let's be real. You and I both have some opinions about the work economy. Jesus it, Christ. Dude, the the message that I got today was like <laughs> so the conflict of schedule was created between the two jobs, right? Mhm. Uh 
which is hilarious. I, I, I approached uh, the source of the conflict, which was really so the schedule is supposed to come out like by Wednesday. Okay. For job A, right? And I finally get job B to agree that Monday is the day I work for them. Got it. And then job A releases the schedule not on Wednesday, but on Sunday, not giving me ample time to adjust my availability and make sure that, and not only that, covering a portion of the schedule that they had never covered before because they were releasing it early and like, I don't know what the thought was behind that, but there was no communication leading up to that, right? And just to so clarify not only quickly, does the schedule come out early, but it's got things that I have, I'm already booked out. On like, and, and like, let me clarify quickly. You're saying your schedule came out was supposed to come out on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No schedule. Sunday schedule. No, 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 no. I got a schedule on Wednesday, and then I got a second schedule on Sunday. Oh, like a reschedule? Not even just a reschedule. A reschedule, and then the schedule for the following week. Oh, which sh- was like I was like, whoa, whoa. So like you know, I I bring it up to the person who made the schedule, and they go, uh, I just make the schedule. Ugh. I don't actually manage it. So I bring it up to. They're like, you have to talk to this person. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'm the production manager. I'll go talk to this other person who manages this part of the work. Sure, yeah. And that person made it very clear that it was my problem (laughs) to solve. So, (laughs) So then this weekend, I like ended up just running around like crazy to try and be responsible and cover all those things, even though it wasn't really my fault in the first place. And then... Today, I was just like, yeah, I couldn't solve that. I didn't. I know that that was my problem to solve, but I couldn't, I couldn't figure anything out. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Here's where I am. I adjusted my availability. It was approved. That's all I got for you. Sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ooh, tough. Yeah. So they didn't have you, and so they were a little pissed about it. Yeah, and you know what? I felt a little bit, like, nervous about it today, but then I was like, no, you know what? They fucked up. I don't up. care. Well, also, there's, like, this, this whole, like, mindset behind let's call it restaurant cafe you know like retail like there's a whole mindset in that realm of like cherry picking moments where you just are like beholden to the unmitigated power of the workforce you know like you should be so thankful to even have a job and like you gotta be there for this and this and this and there and i really don't like when people speak for the rest of everyone else who works at a place by saying the team blah 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 especially if we're both managers like (laughs) i was like and i i read that and was like now i really don't feel bad about not about making the decision i made because the decision i made was ultimately a time management decision on my own part reflecting the agreement that was made between two companies (laughs) so this is a very like this is a very interesting very touch and go kind of a situation because you you're working two jobs with conflicting schedules. I mean, not anymore. But I got one to agree to one day, and so now I don't have the conflicting schedules anymore. Uh, but it took a lot of work to get there, which is but, right. The, but the and funny the tail part end is, of it was nasty messages. But the funny part is the whole reason for, the 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 whole reason for these jobs, yeah, was that you were going to do them together in tandem. In tandem. Yeah, in tandem. Yeah, two separate jobs, one manager. 
finally got them at a place where I can do them in tandem. Good. Yeah. It, which is good. Unnecessary stress leading it up. It took my work. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, like today, I've been working so much the past month to like get myself into a comfortable space. And then with all the other like stressors going on outside of that, you know, top everything off. Dan today is just like, hey, you looking thin, man. I'm like... <laughs> I know I'm looking thin. I look I look thin when I'm overexpended, you know? Oh, uh, like yeah, like worn. Just, like you Well, no, I just I I noticeably can only get thinner. Like I don't eat enough and or eat poorly enough to get fat. Right. You know, I'm not sedentary enough to get fat. And that's not saying anything toward anybody who is fat. Like just for me, I move a lot. And when I'm working too much or like overstressed or overexerted, I'm maybe even eating a little bit less. Sure. And so I end up just being thin looking and like people are like, you look thin. And I'm like, that's a good reminder that I should probably dial back on a couple things. When I work too much, and this is maybe more reflective of the general population is I don't work out or exercise or move nearly enough. And Mm -hmm. what it ends up being is multiple days, strings of days in a row where I'm seated at a desk, sitting on the couch, sleeping in bed, Mm -hmm. sitting in my car, sitting, you know, and I'm never moving. Mm -hmm. And I feel not only anxious because I have an excess of energy and Mm -hmm. I'm eating way more calories than I'm consuming. Mm -hmm. Uh, that I I do gain fat. Gain weight. I gain fat really yeah. easily, and I get so so lethargic. And you get people get stuck in that like black hole yeah. where it's like, oh, I'm so sedentary and I'm so lethargic that I can't I can't actually come. Uh, what's the word? I can't like create the energy that I need to get over the hump back yeah. onto the ground. It's like every day becomes hump day. Every day is hump day. Every day becomes hump day. You're stuck in the hump day and no one's humping you. And not only that, you don't ever really get over the hump. It's just that the day... You are the hump. Like the Super Super Mario level where uh, the the screen keeps pushing you. If you don't make it over the hump, the game will just push you over it anyway. And then you have to like (laughs) start going again. (laughs) So... So that's what's going on with us. We're stoked about roasting, but we're we are a little tired. Life's been a little crazy this month, but we've cool coffee stuff going on though. In the world or with us? Both, definitely both. I mean both. Yeah, Yeah. no, we've we've got cool coffee stuff going on and in the works. And you know, we're at that point where, like, I think on this on this podcast, what what will help us a lot, like in in the grand scheme of things, is having guests on because a lot of what we're doing, I feel like, in order to aptly, concisely, and non-repetitively talk about it, we'll have to like kind of like accomplish something and then like reflect on it here, right? You reflection know? and then is really get something hard. done and then reflect upon it's, it. It's know? important, but it. it's really it's really strange because it's, sometimes it's hard because we're still living it. We're still in the middle of it. Yeah. So it is. It's a challenge to be mindful and go. How do I feel about what I'm doing right now? Yeah. You know? Well, you know what Coffee Zen Dad would say. What would Coffee Zen Dad say? Meditate on it, bro. <sighs> gotta get your meds. You gotta get your meds. Meditate four times a day. You gotta meditate. Yeah, Penny. Love Coffee Zen Dad. Zen Dad. Yeah, he's getting it. Um, That's been good. Here are the things that I'm really excited about. Hit me. Highly Rose number seven. Yeah. Um, our first roast our first coffee roast just separately mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. i'm thinking about um 
I, I'm thinking about coining the term concept series. Mm-hmm. So we've got like the highlight series, mm-hmm. which is like where we feature other roasters. Mm-hmm. We've got the collaboration series yep. where we feature other artists, yep. right? And we've got the concept series, which is our coffees and the concepts and they, I should say, and they are representations of concepts that we're working on in coffee. Yeah. So I'm really excited. We've got all these samples and I'm just, I'm so eager to just fire up the roaster on my own accord too. Yeah. Like bringing, <clears throat> excuse me, bringing my own computer, getting Cropster or whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. um, uh, whatever program. program we end up using. Yep. And just like, just like going to town and not like having Nick tell me like, you might want to adjust the gas here, just adjust it down to six and a half, making yeah, got, those micro adjustments own, yeah. myself and making your own adjustments, learning from that. <coughs> exactly. Collecting your own data. Yeah, really. That's what you're excited about. Collecting you fucking your own know. Data. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know, know about that data. you know, Fife dad, big data, Fife dad's a big data guy, big data, data, dad. Yep. Data, dad. Am I I'm going to get dad? you that mug when you have a kid. Great. Yep. I'll drink the shit out yep. of that mug. Number number it's just gonna say number one data and then it's gonna be crossed out and then say dad next to it. You know, just like <laughs> <Wait>, dada. <laughs> dada. Oh, number one that's dada. Super clever. <laughs> data life, bro. What else are we I mean I was kidding. I've got I dude, I'm like I'm coming off of that crazy weekend with Odie and Matt. So like I'm that's all like I'm resetting right now. I'm still yeah. recalibrating today. Yeah, yeah. If if we had talked yesterday, I would be telling you about how like my brake line went in my nineteen eighty. That's what you were planning Victoria. on giving me that whole story. Well, here's the whole story. Uh, my brake line went, and when that happens, you almost die because you don't have brakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was interesting, but luckily, Matt, other Matt. A lot of Matt's. Other Matt. Yes. So, so not Matt Loyacono. Yep. Not Matt Pfeiffer. No. Matt Waddell. Okay. Uh, is the type of guy where, like, when you come into his yard, which isn't far from here, by the way. Oh, really? There is... He first off, it doesn't look like he is where he is. Like he's by a pretty popular route mm-hmm. in this area, but like once you get onto the road he's on and kind of veer in toward his driveway, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I could be in a t- smaller township now. And then you turn into his driveway, and there's like a school bus that he's refabbing, and then he's got like a tarp covering up, like you know, an old school bomber motorcycle and a plane. Like he's just like <laughs> he's that dude. And like, luckily, he was able to like look at the car. He goes, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure you got a brake leak." And then we looked at it again. We're like, "Oh, maybe there's not that much fluid coming out of it." I drove it back up north. Yeah, it was definitely leaking. Brakes went out again, and then like had to top it off and get it to the garage, but. You know, we're with Odie. They're running around in the woods. Uh, Matt's dog bites a porcupine mm. while we're trying to film for this commercial for his company. Mm-hmm. So then, like, what was a shooting day turns into, like, picking porcupine needles out of the dog's face. And then we're all, like, getting together. And, like, I spent the whole weekend kind of, like, ta- going back and forth with Odie about, like, what he wanted for those shots and stuff and just talking. And really, I was kind of the liaison for the entire thing like i didn't necessarily have to be there but i'm glad that i was there and was able to contribute what i did yeah you know and then we just like had some food and worked a ton dude i fucking love odie i'm i'm kind of i'm I'm sad i missed them but i yeah i truly you missed a good time (sighs) apart from the mosquitoes i got bit up oh did you mosquitoes were bad this weekend yeah did you guys new york odie had no idea 
because no? he's from Utah. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's dry. There's not like crazy mosquitoes, right, there, right? Right, right, right. So like he came, he came up, and we went for a run to go look at shot locations, mm-hmm. and all, and it was like four thirty. So like as we're on the run, all of a sudden like the mosquitoes are getting worse and worse and worse, and Odie's like, I hate this. Yeah, yeah. what is that? I hate New York. Like really, really fun. Yeah, New York kind of sucks for bugs. Well, th- you know, I mean, for all the things the it skeets. sucks for, it's great for a lot of other things. So, Yeah, I mean, we don't get tornadoes or hurricanes or... We do get tornadoes. Very small ones, but we get them. Yeah. We get tornadoes here. Don't mini you remember ones. last we did, year? Yeah! We got a mini tornado. That was psycho. I remember looking at it. I was like... Because oh I God. was over on the other side of it was town, in Wilton. and I saw it. Yeah, it was in I Wilton. I saw it touching down in Wilton and was like, <laughs> that doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Like we don't see those cloud formations here, um, but no, that was that was a good time, and you know it was a it was a packed weekend this yeah. weekend. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this upcoming weekend not being so packed. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, man. Three day weekend. It's a great weekend, right, Penny? She's so pumped about it. She's she, pumped. She loves Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, because she um, gets to see her mom and dad an extra day. Yeah. Of the week. Yeah. We're going to go playing. Oh, okay. Last little story. This is just a cute one. Oh, you hit me with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just a nice little story to really ease you into the rest of your day. Hit me. So uh, last weekend, Kenzie goes away. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Wait, was that last weekend? Yeah. Last weekend, Kenzie goes away okay. and it's just Penny and Papa. And I took Penny on the most excellent. Oh, no. This was Friday. Okay. Yeah. This yeah, past yeah, yeah. Friday. This past Friday, because I took the day off of work and Ken's was at work. Yep. So me and Penny hanging out at home. I slept mm-hmm. in a little bit and I decided like I want to go for a run, but I feel bad leaving the dog. So I'm gonna just do like a really, really long walk around the state park. I'll take the dog. And yeah. Penny's not like you most people take their dogs to the park. Yeah. Penny has been to a park probably less than ten times in her life. Mm. And she's two years old. She hangs in the house a lot and mm-hmm. she loves it here. She's got her backyard. She's running around, but we don't take her places other than like my in-laws and sometimes like my parents' house. Yeah. So I was like, this will be sweet. This will be a little adventure for Penny. And so Penny and I went all around the park and we go down. You know how the state park, uh, if you go uh, to that like five mile trail into the woods and go down mm-hmm. towards like that camping area where you've got like the little stream where you, me, and Odie filmed the you and me talking and it was like in the woods and he like pe- I run there all the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 So like Odie's like passing through the yeah. trees. Um, yeah, you took Penny down to that little and she jumped in the water. Oh, she was like she because she was thirsty. It was hot, yeah. and she jumped. She jumped in the water. I had no idea she was going to do this, and she Walker. got all wet. And she was like slopping up all the water while she was like basically underwater. And Aww. then like doggy paddles back to me and shakes off, and now she's all big muddy girl. And Aww. oh man, she's so freaking cute. We had Penny a great time. Puge. Yeah. Oh, those are the days like you always remember. You right? know, they are. Those are good days. Also, Odie and I got to debate uh, movies all weekend. Turns out he loves the Fast and Furious franchise. Whoa. I hate the Fast and Furious franchise. I'm not surprised you hate the Fast <laughs> we, and Furious franchise. We talk about, we, we talk, well, for, I didn't know that he liked it. And then I showed up. I was like, you guys, I got a really funny skit idea in my head. Wouldn't it be funny if all of a sudden, like, you Twilight Zoned the people in the Fast and the Furious? Like, they turned around because, like, the thing that they're good at is driving, car- the thing that they're best at is driving cars. Right. So if you turn them, like, if all of a sudden they turn around, and like there were no cars on the street 
I think they would lose their minds. Like, it would be great to just watch them implode. And he's like, actually, they're all ex-DEA agents, and they fought in Nam, and they all know how to fight. And like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> before Wait, they just drove cars. Said at all. They weren't all in Nam, but like, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I I loved the Fast and Furious up. Anything past, like, Tokyo Drift is kind of like... Mm. It's, it went too far too long, you know? Uh, that series whatever. was like seven or eight movies, right? Too I many movies. I just like good writing. And that's not me being subjective about good writing. Like, there are plenty of movies that aren't my style of movie that are just written really well. Mm. So, like, I can just, I can watch them. Like, like a Tom Hanks movie. No. <laughs> oh, wait. Yes. Which the one? The Green Mile. Oh, The Green Mile. Yeah, great. I remember I came up, I was like, you guys, there's a Tom Hanks movie I actually like him in it. It was really well done. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, and even that, like, I don't, yeah, I don't care for Tom Hanks, but whatever, he's in The Green Mile. I love The Green mm. Mile. That's a great story. Yeah. That's a really good story, mm. you know? And then, like, Fast and the Furious, I'm sure there's, like, action scenes where I'm like, wow, that was really cool, but that doesn't, well, going back to the thing with the coffee. I can appreciate it. That doesn't mean I have to like it. True. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm like that with everything. I'll drop. A sh- I don't have enough time in my life to binge watch every show that comes out. And you know how I feel about binging anything. Like, I think binge lost its negative connotation with yeah. the term binge watching. And it shouldn't have. Yeah. Because it's still bad. <laughs> like, binging anything has never been a good thing. No. No. And look at all the people who, like, they'll finish something and, like, they'll half joke that they're depressed. And I'm like... Well, maybe you should have gone outside instead, you know, like, see the sun, you know, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> and not uh, so it's so hard to not be that guy. But yeah, like, I think there's just a limited threshold on not being that guy. Yeah, <laughs> there's just like sometimes you, you got to be that guy. Yeah, you just get to that point. Like, you know, I'm I'm I told Ken's I watched like the first 10 minutes of Downton Abbey and I was like, oh shit, I skipped on this show. I should probably watch it now because this is good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, I've heard Downton Abbey is really good. Not my style of show. However, even just like the beginning, like some of like the shots that they had in the beginning, like there's like a shot of a train that has like in my in my mind and limited experience with this show has nothing to do with it, but it just looks so good that I was like, I'm in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that's what had me. But then, you know, if it was like poorly written, I'd be like, I'm out. Like if they had bad dialogue, like bad dialogue kills me. What I are your thoughts bad on Peaky Blinders? First season was amazing. Second okay. season ended really well, even though it like kind of had some like plot holes. Third season kind of turns into like, the typical third season from a really great writer who's been forced to like push his premise a little far. Right. Kind of extended out because he's got, he's got the conclusion written, but he needs a couple of filler seasons. Well, yeah, he also wrote like, like for, for Peaky Blinders, they wrote like, in my opinion, they wrote like this really strong enigmatic male character. And then like, you can only do that so long before it gets boring, right? Yeah. So there has to be love interest and then there has to be like the drama that comes along with that. And of course, like season three, it's like, you're a man of the family now. How are you going to balance that out with crime? Like, and that's <laughs> that to me, like, that's just, I'm like, all right, we've, we've done this we've, before. We've pushed the premise a little too yeah, far, haven't yeah, we? Yeah. We could have ended on two seasons, but what, but people are binge watching it and then totally. they watch more. I've got two episodes down of the first season. But I, I and I've and I've come back. How around. great is that opening scene? Oh, that's awesome! Right. That's, the thing is, though, I don't get far enough into the into the plot that I understand what's happening. I don't know what's going on. 
Well, I do yeah. right now because okay. I've seen two episodes. Yeah. But usually I watch the first episode when I'm like, Kenzie's not around. I got I need to watch something. Yeah. I'll watch it again and yeah. then I'll forget about it. And then I got to rewatch the first episode yeah. again. <laughs> Bunch of rowdy Brits just beating each other up over horse betting. Literally. That's, I mean, that's the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. That's it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That, <laughs> I, I don't think I spoiled anything. Like, yeah. if you watch the show, you'd be like, that's exactly what all of this is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your jam, Kev? Oh, I have so many good jams this week, man. Um, I Dude, I've been loving Commas by Lords of Dogtown. Did I? Mm-hmm. What was my jam last week? I don't know. I forget what it was. Oh, it was Stig Brenner. I no. still have no memory of that. Uh, <laughs> last week didn't exist. Um, I know. No, Lords of Dogtown, uh, sick rap group, kind of Brockhampton-ish. Mm-hmm. Got a song called Commas, real good. And then I can't stop listening to Aesop Rock's uh, Spirit World Field Guide. Wow. That album is so dope. And there's like a precursor in the beginning. He's talking about like, like he kind of like gives a preamble to the album. Like mm. He explains like what his intent is. And there's like canned laughter going off in the background and stuff. It's really good. Really, really good album. There's this dope song on it called um, Dog at the Door. And it's like, it's him like he hears he's like hears his dog barking at the door and then yeah. he's like he's like uh, what's outside it could be a cat could be a guy with an axe might be a trap it's probably a trap and then he spends the rest of the song talking about how like it's a trap right like and if he goes outside he's gonna get trapped and like <laughs> and, then, and then like the dog comes back and he's like maybe it was a baby squirrel that fell from its nest maybe it's just that you motherfuckers missed Ooh. and like you're just like it's it's comical but fun yeah there's another really good one called bad back about okay. getting older <laughs> it's really good oh is that about me that's literally about me the, the, he's like bad back bad back <laughs> like, it's really good <laughs> um I might get I might get a little bit of uh, hate for this. Not hate. I don't know what the word is. I, I'm gonna get some dad jokes. All right. I'll get I'll get dad jokes for this. Like people will call me a dad. Okay. Because what are you listening? To? I'm listening to the Eagles a lot lately. What's wrong with that? I don't know. It's just old school classic rock. That's also good summertime music. That's amazing. That's what we listened to on the boat on the Sock and Daga all summer last summer. Oh, really? Yeah. Just the Eagles. Like it, pretty much something just about the it. Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, those harmonies are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, those guys were great songwriters. So I'll say this. The Eagles, for me, is nostalgia because I grew up listening to the Eagles in the car. My dad would take me to, like, baseball games and stuff. And on the way there, my dad would just be blasting the Eagles because he grew up in that era. And he's he's always been... He actually is a metalhead, interestingly enough. I never really realized. He liked, you know, 80s, 90s metal. Oh, I was like, your dad's a metal. Yeah, not like po- not post hardcore. Like, I mean, yeah, there's a like, line. Yeah, uh, so that and then all of those sort of just classic rock beats is uh, nostalgic to my childhood. So whenever I'm feeling like it's sunny and I'm feeling like I need some positive, like yeah, kind of like boaty vibes. Yeah, I throw on the Eagles. Yeah, that's upstate summer boat vibes, big time. All all the way. Favorite song. Oh God! Take it easy. Uh, Life in the fast lane. Oh yeah. Um, oh, you like the yeah. You like that heavy Don Henley. Yeah. Yeah. That Rhythm. and like um, it's gonna pull melody. Up there. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean it's. Uh, I like one Desperate. of these nights. One of these, one of these nights. nights. Yeah. That's, that's my jam from the Eagles. That and then Witchy Woman. 
Oh, witchy woman's classic. Yes, yeah. I love witchy woman. See, dude, the Eagles are great. I actually, you know, I wasn't sure how you were going to respond to the. Eagles. I told you, I appreciate great writing. <laughs> That's there you go. just where it's at, yeah. man. Like. I don't, am I going to turn the Eagles on every day? No. Am I going to turn on Taylor Swift's folklore every day? Yes. No. 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 I will. But, <laughs> well, that's great. But, I appreciate them for what Love they it. are. Yeah. Because they're, they're done well. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, I, I, I think you, like, you can tell, I've, I've told you this before, and maybe I've said it on the podcast before. You can tell when someone is actually putting soul into something. Like yeah. you, you can tell like when, like things that are made with love mm. moments that were like built up over time and intended for a purpose and executed beautifully, you know, like yep. it, serendipity, the, these little like things that we experience as humans. Like, I think that's what I cherish the most about being here. So like people who write songs, well, even if I didn't like that genre of music before, I'm probably going to hear it. And it's going to like, you know, it's going to make my ear pick up and I'm going to go, what is that? Yeah. You know, like the first time I ever heard James Blake, I remember where I was because I was like, wow, that's really interesting. You know, the first time I ever like heard the Eagles even like, or one of these nights, mm -hmm. first time I ever heard that song and realized it was the Eagles was on the guardians of the galaxy mixtape. I had no idea that was an Eagles song. Wow. I, but I knew I liked the song and then I was like, wow, that song's a jam. I'm glad it was in that movie. I should probably go check out who it is. The Eagles. Like I was like, what? <laughs> you mean hotel California? The Eagles, they had another song, you know? Like, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, like I was like, I was like, wait, no, I thought they broke up and Don Henley wrote that song about the chicken summer. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's where my mind was at. And then I was like, I did the thing. I went down the little rabbit hole and was like, oh, wow, they were good. <laughs> you know, what was that phrase you said earlier about like, uh, I, I don't have to like it, but I can appreciate it. Is yeah, that it? I don't have to like it. Like, just because I appreciate it doesn't mean I like it. I can appreciate it, comma, but I don't have to like it. Yeah, but it's the name of this episode yeah i can appreciate it. i thought it was going to be still drinking it still, still drinking, drinking it, it. I, because i am in fact still drinking it